And I truly believe this with all my heart that in order for our world to be transformed and changed, we got to have people thinking in a way that is impactful and thinking in a way that is transformative. And in order for us to change our world, we have to change our mindsets that we have to actually ask ourselves, do we have the mental values? What, what are your mental values? What are the things that you see as important in your life? And what are you doing to shape and work those things out in order for you to be successful in our world? And most of us have that opportunity now. Right now, we have, this has been the greatest time to get access to information. We Hi everybody, Lee Scott here. Thank you for watching and are listening to this week's episode of Leading with Lee, where we talk about life, leadership, and legacy. And we want to help you unleash your capacity and level of leadership. I'm so excited that you are here because we it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we've been talking about mental health this month. And I've been excited to share about different aspects of this subject. And I'm going to continue today uh, with the subject that I have today. But before I get into my subject, I want to give you my leadership definition. On every episode of Leading, I always give you my leadership definition. And it is, I believe that leadership. Is seeing something that has not happened yet and taking people, organizations, and personal processes in that direction. Leadership is seeing something that has not happened yet and taking people, organizations, and personal processes in that direction. And my subject for today, because it's Mental Health Awareness Month and I'm going to continue talking about it, is think from where you are. Think from where you are. I started this year by talking about the subject of leading from where you are, because I think that every person has a capacity and level of leadership. But it starts with your mindset. It starts with how you believe and what you think about yourself and what you perceive in our world. And so today we're going to look at that. So I have four points. I'm going to use four points real quick. And they are, number one, the state of the mind. Number two, your mindset can determine views on outcomes. Number three, mindlessness versus mindfulness, and number four, mining your business. So let's start with the first one, the state of the mind. As you well know, there's so many things that are happening and transpiring because of people's mindsets, what they believe about themselves and what they have decided to shape and cause their, their futures to be shaped by those ideas. And Last time on here, I talked about forgetting and talking about memory, and I talked about how it's important for you to put memory in its proper place and how important it is for you to actually do some repetition when it comes down to the things that you deeply and profoundly care about. But also, I talked about so many other things in which we can apply to our lives to be better and more effective at the things we want to use to impact the world. So today, I'm going to really focus in on the mind, especially when we talk about the state of the mind. But let's get some facts first before we get really into it. The first thing is that the brain weighs about three pounds and can shrink over time. Number two, the, it requires a consistent supply of oxygen. Number three, information travels to and from the brain at 250 miles per hour. That's pretty fast. Number four, the mind contains billions of cells. Number five, 
it doubles in size in the first year of life. So your brain is growing rapidly in the first year of your life. Number six, the brain cannot do more than one task at a time. Number seven, most people don't use 10% of our brain capacity. We don't even use 10%. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, and there are probably some fact checkers on there, we use more somewhere in the five to 7% range of our brain capacity. Number eight, the brain feels no pain. That is so fascinating. Your brain does not feel, but it sends signals to your body to signal the pain in your body or actually cause your brain, cause your body to respond to what is happening, but it does not feel the pain directly. Introverted and extroverted uh, brains have physical differences. Now that's fascinating that if you're an extroverted person, your brain looks very different from somebody that is introverted. And lastly, memory can change over time. Now we talked about this last week, that, that, that memory is an important thing that we have to remember those things and think about those things in context. But to the last point that memory can change over time, it, is, it becomes less, the laxicity of that memory begins to decrease because the further you get away from it, the more it changes until you reinforce that memory. Now, one of the things that I think is important to state about the mind is often, though these are factual things that are true, we need to understand that our minds are also shaped by our environment, it's shaped by our family dynamics, it's shaped by our life, what our life experiences. And all these things are, are impactful to our lives and they can really have an effect on what we believe about ourselves and what we can do. And I truly believe this with all my heart, that in order for our world to be transformed and changed, we got to have people thinking in a way that is impactful and thinking in a way that is transformative. And in order for us to change our world, we have to change our mindsets that we have to actually ask ourselves, do we have the mental values? What, what are your mental values? What are the things that you see as important in your life? And what are you doing to shape and work those things out in order for you to be successful in our world? And most of us have that opportunity now. Right now, we have, this has been the greatest time to get access to information. We, because of the internet, the internet has given us the ability to look up things and read about things and engage knowledge about the world, whether it is true or untrue, whether it is fact-checked or not, whether it is uh, uh, empowering or disheartening. We all can get information and we have accessibility to information like never before. And the way we, when, when we engage that information, has the ability to shape the state of what we believe. We see this happening so much in, in our society and culture now that people believe so many things. So they believe in so many variety of things and they have that right. And But what's important to note is that in order for us to really be successful, we got to have the right things happening in our mind. And this gets to my second point. Number two, the mind, your mindset can determine your views on outcomes. Uh, you, you know, over the last year, obviously, we've seen how, or just the last few years in, in general, we've seen so many things happen in correlation with the way that people think about themselves or think about the world. There was some research done that I did, uh, uh, an article that I found uh, um, from the Canadian Mental Health Association, and they said to talk about the correlation between 
mental and physical health. One thing that I believe is true is that you actually can think yourself into sickness. You can think yourself into fear. You can think yourself into having some physical health problems. And according to this article, they actually share that this is a prominent issue among people who have health issues. Here's the first thing that they said. Poor mental health is a risk factor for chronic physical conditions. So how you think can affect whether or not you have a chronic physical condition because you can think yourself into being sick. Number two, it says people with serious mental health conditions are at high risk of experiencing chronic physical conditions like diabetes, asthma, arthritis, epilepsy, chronic fatigue, and high blood pressure. This is why it's important for you to have some time to really, really get away. And I'm going to talk more about that later, but, but you got to develop some habits to, to, to de-stress. There's some jobs that people work in that are high-stress jobs. Nursing is a high-stress job. And there are other jobs that, that I've read about. And, and construction is a high-stress job. Working in the financial sector to some degree is a high-stress job. Especially right now, we understand what's happening in our country with, with uh, our Congress debating whether or not they're going to raise the debt ceiling right now. That is a high-stress situation because so many people's financial future are depending upon if we do our job by paying our bills. That's a whole other conversation, and we're not talking about the debt, that today, but we can see that it is driving people to have this fatalistic perspective. Mindset can create fatalism, and, and, and what is fatalism? You may be asking, what, what is fatalism? It is the belief that all events are predetermined and therefore inevitable. Fatalism causes individuals to think that nothing good will happen to them, that nothing successful would happen to them, that nothing great would happen to them. They believe that they will fail no matter what. And for you and I, we cannot have that attitude or thought process because it will prevent us from going as far as our eyes can see. Could it be that your mindset is affecting the way you see yourself and see how you can show up in the world and the impact you can make? Because the sky is the limit. If you cannot believe and see yourself achieving your goals, you will never do it because it's based on your mindset. I have this jacket on today and it's a NASA jacket and I wore it for a specific reason because it reminds me that in order for us to reach our highest heights, we have to believe that we can touch the sky. When in the 1960s, how President Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, stated that we were going to go to the moon, and he started NASA during his administration, he said this was our new frontier. He believed that we could reach the stars as a response to what was happening with Sputnik with the Russians in 1957. And he thought, hey, we're going to, over the next decade, create this program, create this, this, this system, create this, this idea of achieving something that's never been done by believing that it was possible for us to go to a different part of, or go out of space, not even in our world, just out of space. He had such courage to believe that. But it all started with a mindset that he had. He believed in his mind that America could be the first to touch the moon. What are you doing today in your life that's causing you to realize that you can achieve and touch every single goal 
that we have today. I hope that you recognize that and continue to stick, keep that stuck in your mind because the reality is the only way that you can achieve your goals is it starts with your mindset. It starts with how you believe and think about your world. With that being said, I'll be right back. And I got two more points. I got two more points, so stick around. And I'll be right back after this message. Hi, everybody. Lee here, and I want to give some information to you. Do you need someone to host an event or come and speak at your event? You can now book yours truly. Book me for your event by visiting www.leascott.com. I am so excited to connect with you and do work with you. Much love and let's get started. And we are back. Thank you for being here on Leading and I hope that you've enjoyed so far this episode whereas I've been talking about the mind and your mindset. And I think it's important for us to keep in context how how what we think affects what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about the world. I got two more points and I promise you this is not a long episode. I, I'm going to get you in and out today because I, I really, really am excited about next week, but the next episode, and I'll, I'll cue that up in a moment. But I want to get to my third point um, that I think is going to be really helpful for you. It's mindlessness versus mindfulness. As I kind of spoke to earlier, we are dealing with a problem in our society, especially here in America. There's a lot of people that, in some senses, are losing their mind. There's been a correlation of behavior that is so scary to realize that people are not valuing life and valuing the life of others. We've seen situations in the recent weeks, and we've been seeing it since the year started, and especially in the last few years here in America, where the number of school shootings have been, I mean, profoundly out of order. We just recently heard about this young man named Ralph Yara who mistakenly went to the wrong house and he was going to get his younger siblings and this young man was shot and uh, almost killed in the process. There's a 20-something-year-old young woman who was with her friends in New York State where she was driving uh, and pulled into the wrong parking lot, uh, excuse me, pulled into the wrong driveway and somebody shot and killed this young woman. There's, there's so many things happening as a result of people not caring about the value of life. And I think it's important for you and I to recognize that we got to take care of our mental health. We got to take care of our bodies, our emotions, and our minds, because the only people that are responsible for what we do is ourselves. Here's some research about mindfulness that I think is really fascinating and interesting. And I think this is some ways that we can help ourselves is number one, it's estimated about 200 to 500 million people meditate worldwide. Over 14% of Americans have mer meditated at least once. Meditation improves anxiety levels 60% of the time, which is powerful. And I'm going to speak to that real quick. I've experienced, there are some people that are watching or listening to this. You may have experienced uh, anxiety attacks. Meditation helps with you regulating your breathing, you taking some time to actually calm your body because generally anxiety attacks are a, a physical response to something that's happening mentally. It, it, it literally is that. It's, it's something that is, that is causing, that is 
in response to something that your body feels that is happening to you. It's, it's trying to protect you from what it believes is scary. Next part is it's that meditation can reduce the risk of being hospital, hospitalized for coronary uh, diseases by 87%. 87 percent which which is incredible meditation can reduce the wake uh wake time of people with insomnia by 50 percent according to mindfulness meditation status so so if you have insomnia as we well know insomnia is the inability to sleep having irregularities in your sleep pattern if you have insomnia if you take the time to meditate Take the time to rest your brain and and engage your brain in a way while you're awake. You you are reducing your your, your the anxiety in your body that does not allow you to sleep. It causes the cortisol levels to go down because you're 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 meditating. Sixty cent sixty cent well, excuse me sixty six percent of U.S. Buddhists meditate at least once a week. Almost 10 times more children use meditation in 2017 than they did in 2012. And I can only imagine how many more kids have been encouraged to do this. And I, I guarantee you there are probably people, even especially during the pandemic, that have to use these practices to help themselves calm down and recognize that they're going to be okay. Right? That's super important. 52% of employers provide mindfulness classes or training to their employees in 2018. They provided this service, which is incredible. Meditation can increase employees' productivity by 120%. Now, if I was a business owner, if I was somebody who ran a team, I would be trying to get my whole team to meditate because it increased production by 120%, which is incredible. School, and lastly, school suspensions are reduced by 45% thanks to meditation. Why is it important for you to be mindful? Why is mindfulness a key to success? If there's a teacher I had in college who used to always say, you need to think about what you're thinking about. I, I mentioned this on here before. Thank you, Dr. Ellis. You need to think about what you're thinking about. Why? Because if you do that, you're able to put things in its proper context. And this is important for you and I. We have to learn how to put things in its proper context. Many of us cannot really go back and, 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 and figure out why we were doing what we are doing. We can't go back and change the past. We can't go back and, and, and try to break down situations. We can't go back and make something different. What we can do is have a better response to those things because we are being mindful. Mindfulness is what we need. Now, I know people have particular sets of views about different things, but I, I think with, whether you're a religious person or a non-religious person, meditation is actually a healthy and productive practice for you to carry out in your life. Sometimes you need to sit in the quiet. Sometimes you need to sit in a room with no phone. You need to sit in a room with the TV not on. You need to sit in a room and it's actually quiet and sit with yourself and sit with your thoughts. Now, trust me, I know that this is a scary thing to do. 
Sitting with your thoughts is very scary. But I believe with all, with all my heart that if you sit with yourself, you might actually get some answers that you might need. Sitting with yourself actually gives you the opportunity to analyze and appreciate and see yourself in a better perspective. And doing this mental health awareness, it is important for you to get some practical tools to be able to move forward in your life and actually do some things that you want to do because you got the right mindset. You got the right mindset, and that's so important. And my last point, mining your business and yourself. I make this point because this is a leadership podcast, right? I talk about life leadership and legacy on here on leading, and I always articulate why this is important. But in order for you to be successful, you got to be able to think success. You got to have the, the thing that you want to see in your life, in your mind. Your business starts in your mind. Your career starts in your mind. The family you desire starts in your mind. The friendships you desire starts in your mind. The, the, the hope and, 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 and appreciation, the success, the body, the, the, the hair, the style, the whatever. Everything in your life starts in your mind. It starts right between your ears. You've got to be able to recognize that if you don't actually be about the business of mining and thinking you will never be successful because the thing is, when you don't have a goal, you lay off restraint. You do not stay focused. You do not do the things you need to do. If you have no goals, if you have no dreams, if you have no desires, I promise you, you will just go, move around aimlessly. It's very clear. I've been mining leading with late. I've been doing this for four years now. And, and, but it started as a thought five years ago. Just the story before that leading actually started as a blog called Lion Wanderer, which is a play on my name. I've looked at what my name meant in, in different languages and different things. And I thought Lion Wanderer was, a, was an interesting thing. But that started in my mind. I was planning to put out Lion Wanderer. Didn't do it. Wrote some stuff. Created some stuff. But eventually, over time, I started to develop. I kept thinking and brewing and, and creating and, and thinking through what it would look like for that to be successful. But it started here. Before I ever did the first Leading with Leave event, I share it all the time. I literally had a conversation in, the, in August before I even did Leading. I was thinking through the conversation. I was thinking through the, how it would look. I was thinking through what was going to happen. I was thinking through the event prior to it happening. Because I understood that if I actually took the process of creating something and building something, it would show up in my life. Because it was practical. Let me give you some practical stuff real quick. Let me get some practical. Because I think it's important that anytime you listen or watch leading, you get some practical steps. You just don't get inspired. You get equipped to do something. I did this with my parents last year, and I'm going to share it on here at some point again and in depth. But I think it's important to have a yearly plan. Because having a plan actually helps your mind focus on the things that are important. You can always look back at it. 
have a one-year plan. Say, hey, hey, I might have messed up from January to now May. You still got seven months. You still can accomplish some stuff seven for the next seven months of the year. You still can actually make a difference in your life over the next seven months. How about you make a plan from now into December? Hey, these are the things I want to accomplish. It may just be three things. Write down just do, do three to five things. What do you want to accomplish by the end of the year? What do you want to see happen? How will you get this locked in in your mind and in your life? The second thing is look at what you want your life to look like three years from now. Going to be 30 this year. You know, it's a it's a big birthday for me. I'm going to be 30. But but I'm thinking about what what do I want my life to look like at 33? What do I want my life to look like? And what can I be doing now that is building blocks for the next thing? I'm not saying get too far ahead of yourself, but I'm saying what are some what are some abstract things that I could be working on? What are some building blocks that I could be working on to get to that next step? Look at maybe five years. Maybe you're a long term thinking like me. I'm thinking about five years from now. I'm a visionary by nature. This is what it is. I'm thinking about five years from now. What, what, what do I want my life to look at? 35. How, how, what do I want to accomplish now that can build to, towards my life at 35 years old? What can I do? And, and, and lastly, a decade from now. If you're like me, you're thinking 10 years from now. What I want. 40-year-old Lee to say, and turn, I hadn't turned 38, but what I want 40-year-old Lee to say about his life, what do I want my life to look like at 40? All of these things start in the mind. All of the things that you want to accomplish your life starts with your mindset. It starts with what you believe and what you think about yourself. And I'm super excited because next time I'm leaving with Lee, I got a great guest coming on. Her name is Angel Timmons. She's a previous guest on the show on leading before and we're going to talk about that mindset we're going to really get into her perspective and her thoughts about it but i'm telling you today as you're listening and watching right now you have to be focused on fixing or transforming your own mind nobody can change your mind for you you have to do the dirty work you have to do the hard work of transforming your mind of changing your mind of getting into the nitty-gritty. I talked about this last year, how with the mind, what happens to the mind quite often is, is that we have a lot of repetitious thoughts. But you can change that. 80% of the thoughts you have is, is repetition. Okay? But you can change that. It's by what you read, by what you look at, by what you engage, the information you engage. All of those things can have an effect on changing your mind. But will you do the work? Will you do the work? You got to do the work. You got to believe that you can achieve every goal that you have by thinking in the proper perspective. Because if no one else believes in you, I believe in you. I believe that you can think beyond where you are. Much love, and I'll see you next time here on Leading with Lee. Thank you for watching and or listening to this week's episode of Leading with Lee. If you have not done it yet, subscribe on YouTube and all podcasting platforms. If you want to get more information and connect with me, 
visit me at www.leascott.com or follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lee A. Scott II or Lee A. Scott II. So thank you for watching. Much love and let's get started.